0: Heck. We missed that first segment with John. Fine, we'll just have to do it the old way. That sucks.
1: Now nah, it's going
0: now. You'll be good.
1: Yeah, it's John, it's uh, AJ's birthday today, so we can
0: cut out the first segment with John.
1: You, if you see AJ, tell him. Happy tell birthday. him he's great.
0: At Ajay Salvi on AJ Salvi, A J A Y S A L V Y, and I want you to do tell me I'm great. Because I feel like I'm great, and Eric doesn't tell me enough. Utah State football
1: practices are underway. Yes. We've been talking about linebackers. Yes. Great player in the middle that is just an outstanding, instinctful player, David Woodward. Our friend Al Lewis got a chance to catch up with David just the other day after practice. Here's what David Woodward has to say about how things are progressing so far for Utah State football
2: to the media day last week because they called that meeting and cut others short so yeah just uh, what was it like to put on pads for the first time today did practice change dave
3: um yeah i think it was a little more higher tempo getting full pads on for the first time and being able to actually full tackle
2: instead of thud Straight. mm-hmm so does it get everybody's juices going a little bit more, you think, as a player, to say, okay, we're finally putting on the full uniform? Yeah, definitely everyone gets a little more excited for
3: practice. Uh, the first couple of days are just acclimation with just helmets, and then you finally get the pads
2: on, and that's why everyone plays football. To hit. <laughs> well, you, you you are so efficient at how you play, David. Practice must be... Be really important to you. I mean, uh, you know, we're, for somebody who gets all the details right, is is can you describe what practice is really like? I mean, a lot of people think you played football a lot the last couple of years. Maybe you don't need to do. You hear these guys in the NFL are saying, "Okay, I don't need to play exhibition games, or I don't need to practice much, or whatever." What, what do you have to say about that?
3: Uh, I think practice is important because you definitely play how you practice. I learned that uh, last year um, before the season. Uh, when you practice good and you make plays during practice, you'll most likely end up making those in the same ones in the game so uh, you can really tell you're gonna do throughout practice um,
2: projecting towards the game so I think practice is definitely almost more important. I talked to you last year before the bowl game and you've just been named an All-American and different things and that, what an honor that was did you do you ever get a chance to have that sink in a little bit and and think of wow in two years this is what's happened to me in college football? Um,
3: I think just kind of kind of a little bit, but still hasn't really sunk in that much. Uh, those awards are cool and everything, but I think uh, just how we do as a team is a little more important. And and you want to continue to get better. You don't want
2: to rest on the laurels of that too, I guess.
3: Yeah, uh, definitely want to improve and not just be satisfied when you get any type of award or anything. Uh, definitely
2: want to keep getting better. and. Be one of the top players in the nation. I read the the one stat somebody in pro football found out you only missed like six or eight tackles or four or whatever it was last year, as about as efficient as everybody. As many plays as you're in on, that's amazing that would happen. I mean, and now you're probably saying, well, I, I missed four, I missed six. You don't want to do that. Yeah, uh,
3: yeah, it's definitely something I've done my whole life is just be a good tackler and be an efficient tackler, not always going for the big hit or. Any crazy type of play like that, but just make sure, making sure
2: I'm efficient with every single play I'm in and making sure I get the tackle. Is it any different? I mean, they're talking about four-man line, and we played some four-man type line last year, but is it any different with what they're planning on doing defensively this year in front of you? Um, it's definitely a little different than last year. It's more a
3: gap scheme, so everyone kind of has their own gap instead of last year where we just flow over the top. So. That's kind of the biggest difference, but we're definitely doing some of the stuff we did last year also, so it'll be a good mix up. Does it open
2: more opportunities for you to make plays with this kind of defense or
3: what? Um, Some of the different fronts we have definitely do, but uh, I think it mostly just shuts down the run even more, having everyone have their own separate gap and making it uh, so the
2: D line can make a little more plays than they did last year. David, I'm talking to you about linebackers to kind of give us a rundown on that unit. Tell me about some of the other guys at that position, because I know that's one thing the coach wanted to see, is another guy or two to be able to play alongside you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely
3: Kevin Metzenheimer's been playing good, Uh, Eric Munoz, uh, Noah, Um, they've definitely been progressing on throughout uh, camp, and I'm excited to see what they can end up doing.
2: Mm -hmm. And then defensive line, I mean, if those guys get healthy up front, there's some really big-time player maker type guys up there too
3: yeah we got a lot of older guys on the d-line which i'm excited for uh pretty much the same exact d-line as last year so as long as they stay healthy it'll be mm-hmm. a pretty good season
2: new coach who's i guess uh, the defense coordinator is your coach too yep. at the position what's what's justin n like um very energetic uh and
3: just he's a he knows what he's doing he's um really smart played in the nfl for a little bit uh Just someone who can teach you a lot of things, so I'm definitely trying to soak up as much as I can.
2: Okay, You excited about this year as much as how it went last year? You still didn't get the championship, and that's what I know you want.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely makes me a little more excited for this season, knowing that we were only one game away last year and uh, just seeing all the talent we have this year. I know we can get there.
1: Okay, Thanks, David. Thank you. All right, thank you, Al. Al Lewis and David Woodward.
0: That's a great interview, too.
1: I thought it was really interesting, really insightful about uh, David – Kind of sees things. Uh, how much influence he? Ha- well, he gives credit to that defensive line and that defensive front. He talked about the other linebackers pretty much like how we did the first segment. The ones to watch for, the ones that are doing well so far in camp: Kevin Metzenheimer, Eric Munoz, Noah Young. Those are the guys that really seem to be doing well right now in, in practice. So. How that core still develops and what that second unit look li- looks like, who's your uh, your Mike you know, and who's your you know the other positions that they're going to be running, and how they're going to move them around or not. I think it's still being worked on a little bit, but um, I-, I still think that's going to be a good crew, and by and large, because of David Woodward.
0: Yeah, I it really is, and it's gonna. There's going to be a lot of responsibility on him. The way they defense is built. But again, I, I, again, that's Anderson and Enner are smart coaches. And if they feel like he's instinctful and smart enough to be able to handle himself in that role, then he's actually going to be okay. And you know what? he might even be more versatile and better than he was last year because of this position.
1: That's true. In fact, he said that the way that this defense is set up and the way that, the, if you caught that, the way that the, the players that are there, he thinks that they'll be even better at stopping the run this year than they were a year ago.
0: The other, the other thing I kind of think about is when we talk to Gary, or excuse me, Coach Anderson, and when I talk to Coach Jenna about David, um, look, they love every bit of him of what he's on the field. The instinct, the ability to tackle, make plays, be smart, um, you know, mentally, the one thing they always are just begging him, and I mean begging him to improve upon, is to be a vocal leader. They know he can be a leader on the field by the way he plays. They want him to actually be talking. You know, when things are going south, you need one guy to step up. Last year, you had several John Trail Rockmore, Gage Ferguson. Um, give me somebody else, man. Another safety, and I can't even remember his name anymore. It's been that long. Uh, but I mean, they had so much leadership in that defensive side where they didn't have to worry. Or Dave didn't have to worry about really raising his voice. Now, they're going to look at Tipa. They're going to look at David, especially Woodward. And they're going to yeah. want him to be more vocal. And both Enna and Anderson said he's not even close in that regard. He needs that. They said he must, must, must be better here in fall camp about being more vocal. They're begging him for that.
1: Right, because when it's a student-led or student-athlete-led team, uh, when there's great student leaders, student-athletes who yes. lead, yes. then that, that you get a lot of great... Uh, players that follow and uh, and step up their game. Would
0: absolutely agree.
1: When it's just the coaches barking at you all day, uh, that can get tiring and that can get grating. But when it's your your own teammates, the guy you're standing next to, that's like, come on, we got you. you got to pull the weight here. Got to make things happen. It, it it creates a very different team, and we've seen that. Utah State has had some great player led teams in the past. They've had some teams that that aren't, and that's hard because then the coaches can only do so much as they're trying to pull everybody along. So uh, David Woodward, yeah, that's something where maybe one of his weaknesses, one of his challenges is to, uh, to grow into that more vocal leader. Yep. And you don't need to have a big mouth. No. But you but need to hold your teammates oh, and accountable. When,
0: and when things aren't like right, you know, I mean, look, not everything is going to be perfect. Not everything is going to be, you know, roses and everything. When you go to LSU and you're in Death Valley in a night game and you're against undefeated, which they probably will be or should be, undefeated Tigers, or when you're playing Boise State for a spot in the Mountain West Championship, when you're playing, you know, season opener on the road at Wake Forest, when you're playing Fresno State at Fresno State. You're going to need one guy. I mean, on, on the offensive side, is Jordan Love. On the defensive side, they need somebody to look to, and it's going to have to be Woodward. And he's going to have to be the one to gather them and say, hey, look, we're fine. We got to get our crap together. Find it right now. Just give some kind of a motivational three-second pep talk. Make sure everybody's checked and locked in, and then go get it again. I mean, just to reset themselves. And, and David's going to have to be that guy. And they said, like I said, they talking to Coach Enna and, and a little bit of Coach Anderson, a couple other coaches, they said he's... Not not where he should be vocally, where they want more of him.
1: Coming up next, we'll hear from Gary Anderson, and this was as of a, a day or two ago where he made these comments. So things have changed maybe slightly since he said this, but uh, we'll get his comments about what he's observing so far in fall camp. Also, our pick six coming up, and a really interesting story about a baseball game, a really unique venue, very cool for something that's being planned for the future. We'll get into that next on the Full Court Press here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
3: It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
1: Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson. It's Ajay's birthday, everybody. Happy birthday, Ajay.
0: Dude, I'm, we're done. It's, it's, no one cares anymore. No, there's still... All the tweets have came through. Six and a is All the tweets have came through. Everyone's tweeted at me that want to tweet at me. They'll,
1: they're still coming. Hey, did you know you share a birthday with Anthony Rizzo?
0: Well, no one cares because I'm sharing a birthday with JC of NSYNC. Whoa. Yeah, no one cares about Anthony something. Rizzo.
1: He hit an RBI double today. Well, I'm glad he's doing
0: something right this season because I was starting to wonder.
1: All right, Utah State football fall camp report. Gary Anderson uh, talking a little bit about uh, this Utah State football team. Uh, Al Lewis caught up with him the other day after practice and some of his observations about how things are going so far for Utah State. I have to so, give you grief if I get a chance.
2: That's fine. So, Oh, I need grief. <laughs> give me, uh, give me a read a little bit. Five days into practice, of how things are looking.
4: You know, there's been give and take on both sides, which has been good. Um, you know, I would say, uh, you know, Saturday. Um, the offense probably had the upper hand. We came back on Monday. The defense had the upper hand. We came back today, and it was really uh, back and forth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's what uh, teams that have the potential to be good do. Um, so it was great to see the offense bounce back today. We kept score for the first time because we had pads on as far as our own little scoring system. and. You know, at the end of regulation, it was tied. So we went for a uh, two-point conversion to win it. And the offense made a play on the two-point play for the win. So, um, But it was good to see the pads on today. Um, But throughout the week, I think the special teams has been fantastic. The kids put a high precedence on know executing at a high level there and working hard on special teams the kicking game has, has gone very well which i expect those kickers the snappers to, and holders to to do and they expect the same out of themselves and they've done a nice job so you know it's been a it's been a successful five days we stayed healthy for the most part which is awesome uh, especially after a big physical day like today so now we'll back off a little bit um, it's awesome to have the indoor this time of year right we went outside twice and uh, extremely hot, which we all know, and that turf is you know, mm-hmm. extremely hot. So to be able to go out there is good a couple times, but we're able to get back in here for, for today. And uh, as we all know, it's uh, a lot different inside here. So you know, thank goodness we have this indoor with uh, uh, this university is giving us some great facilities and we can take take advantage of them in, in days like today.
2: Let me with special teams, you bring that up. If guys are I mean the players on this team know that you've got a great kicker, a good punter, great return guy. Does that make them do you think in their roles on special teams want to even be better knowing that they've got somebody who can really do something special that's doing something behind them?
4: Yes, I would I would agree with that. Um, it's probably like having a you know really good quarterback or an excellent pass rusher or whatever it should make that side of the ball a little bit better, um, but I would say this you know that, that in my opinion that special team stuff all starts with Coach Collins and uh, you know I believe in putting a high precedence on there he believes in putting a, a high high high. Uh, care factor in, into special teams, and, and the way the meetings are ran, the way the practices are set up, the way he handles the coaches, and get them individually prepared for the meetings is it's 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 big time, which we expect it to be. But uh, I think he's uh, I think he's special when it comes to uh, coaching the special teams, and the way he handles the kids and keeps them, you know, interested and keeps them understanding, and their care factor is off the charts. And you know, again, that starts with Coach Collins. He does. Well, guys, it
2: guys seem to have. Really embraced special teams roles, even if it's their only chance to get on the field. The last couple of years, we've got guys who really do a great job in those areas, and that seems to be a culture that started here.
4: No doubt, I, I think it's uh, it is it's a big it's a big deal here. Um, they know they can change the game, and you could talk all you want as a coach about being it's you know it's a third of the game, it's this and that, and all the stuff that comes with it. But if the kids aren't invested in it, it really doesn't matter. And I think it starts with our our captains. I think it starts you know and Jordan Love special teams are really important to him. I mean, it matters to him. Um, um, so all the way through the, the football team, it's infectious. Um, when we when we get to our special teams periods, the, really the whole team's involved. And I think that also helps. It's not you know, just part of the team's doing it most of the time, especially early. The whole football team is doing those drills. They're all going to do a tackling circuit. They're all going to be involved, even the offensive linemen. So I think that puts the accountability um, back on the kids, and I think it also makes them understand that, you know what, we will win games and change games with special teams.
2: You just mentioned O-line is five practices, and what you saw in the spring, are you starting to feel more like you know What's going on among the group there?
4: Today was by far their best day, um, definitely. And, you know, when you install, you install in different ways within the offense, but this offense gets installed, uh, you know, fairly quickly. Um, And so they went back to the beginning of the install today and you could just feel a comfort zone. But, you know, we did a lot of, we ran the football a lot Mm -hmm. today. And, uh, you know, that was by design. And they were physical on both sides of the line of scrimmage. You know, as an offensive lineman, you know, half the battle sometimes is making sure you know where you're going. and, and you're going to line up next to the guy. And he's a tough guy. And he's going to battle like crazy for you. And then you got good backs. And when you have backs that make cuts, make big plays, again, just like you mentioned within the special teams and the kickers, it becomes infectious for an mm-hmm. offensive line. If we just give that guy just a crease, you know, he can do special things for us. So, Well, uh, Mr. Warren showed that a little bit. He did. Bit. <laughs> he did. Yeah, Jalen had a very, very nice practice. And you know, that's what we expect him to be able to do. That's why we brought him here. And, and we tell those transfers all the time, whether they're coming out of the portal transfers or the JC transfers, they're expected to come in and compete. And they'll be given the opportunity And Jalen took advantage of that today, which was awesome to see.
2: So then you back off a little bit, and then is it a real – is this the first scrimmage you have at the end of this week? Is that your biggest scrimmage that you would have of the preseason?
4: Yeah, it'll be the biggest scrimmage we'll have of the preseason. Um, you know, we're still a couple weeks out when we get to that point, obviously, but uh, where we are on offense, where we are on defense, I think we'll uh, – you know, we're going to go We're going to tomorrow. as Wednesday, hard, um, but not tackle, not full pads. And Thursday we're actually going to just walk through a couple times um, and go over to the pool and get into the pool a little bit, not to have fun at the pool, but to rehab at the pool and do some uh, stuff over at our pool here up on up at the university, and then uh, Friday we'll come back and get after a little bit in the morning, and we'll switch from the afternoon practice schedule to the morning practice schedule on Friday, and have a nice little practice, and then uh, you know get up Saturday morning and really get after it. And that thing—that's you know, a big day. Now we will scrimmage at different times, um, and obviously Aggie Funday comes at us, but uh, that this will be a big one coming at us on Saturday.
2: Because that's where you start to really sift out uh, probably even maybe seconds. Behind firsts and things like that, with you. No doubt.
4: Yeah, we try to get as many reps as we can with as many young men as we as we can early on in camp. Um, You know, and our our practices are structured not to be out here for a long time, so it's hard to get everybody reps. But we'll get everybody reps in the scrimmage, and they all deserve to get some reps in the scrimmage. And then, you know, you got to start finding uh, honing in on you know your your seventy four travel kids, and uh, you know potentially seventy eight maybe as we go to to Wake Forest. But uh, you got to hone in on those guys and get them reps after that first scrimmage. Okay. Thanks, Thank you, Gary. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Al. Very insightful stuff from Gary Anderson. Talking about specific players, how things are developing, how they're running practices. But you're right. He talks about David Woodward wants him to be more vocal.
0: Yeah, uh, and he's got to be like oh, oh, we've right, like we've already talked about it. He's got to be able to to speak up when they need a leader, and they're going to need a leader at times. So and hopefully interesting can discussion
1: up. too about special teams, about how Coach Collins is mm. really getting them fired up and he and yeah, he he's does. a he's a guy that'll get you fired you
0: up. Remember last year Matt Wells didn't have a special teams coordinator? It's kinda weird. And I think there was some miscommunication about certain times when they were on special teams what they were doing. Um,
1: there's been times there were some times where Gary didn't have a special teams coordinator. Also, didn't. he
0: did the same thing too at times. So I do not know and that. And we
1: would go into the meetings the pre. Pre-game meetings with him and like, uh, so who's responsible for this? Who's your, who's your, you know, who, who's doing this? Oh, well, we all kind of chip in. Well, who does this? Well, you know, that guy kind of helps on that. <laughs> and you could tell when the games were played that it just, there wasn't a lot of consistency. Yeah, and then yeah. things got a lot better when coach Tom Tomberdahl showed up. Of course. Like Matt Wells.
0: Yeah. And Tomerod was a, a mad genius when it came, to, yeah, when it came to freaking special teams. Absolutely, cannot agree more.
1: All right, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, our pick six for the week—the most exciting time of the week. Um, we'll we'll see if things change if the fortunes hey, change for Aj because it's his birthday. <laughs> really
0: quickly, we need to make a, a correction to Mister John Oglesby, and I, I need to apologize to the highest uh, amount. But he's actually the assistant director, not the executive director. He's the assistant to the regional manager, and he just, he, he had informed me through a text message, and he's like, I was going to cut you off and let you know, but I want to show you up on air, and I'm like, Mr. Oglesby, dude, if I'm wrong, you can call me out, so again, he's the assistant director, but thank you so much, Mr. Oglesby, for your time, and yeah, now I feel really like crap. insightful. You ruined really my birthday.
1: Uh, first hour uh, already, podcast is already available. It's already been posted. Yeah, you like worked your magic on your birthday and made it happen. All right, pick six coming up next here on the Full Court Press and a really cool story about Major League Baseball. We'll discuss it next on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
3: It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, happy
2: birthday, happy birthday to you, happy birthday
3: birthday to you, happy birthday to
1: you,
4: happy birthday, happy birthday,
3: happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. Happy
1: birthday. Okay, I think I've had enough.
0: Call. Oh, I was about to say that was my favorite one until it just kept going, and then you ruined <laughs> it, just, it for me.
1: does it stop. Oh, you going. just can't give it up, can you? Happy birthday, Ajay. I have to say, it's great that you had a birthday because people have been bringing in donuts. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
0: What uh, You brought me a Dr. Pepper that's like bigger than me and jerky. Like, I, I don't to do with all
1: this food. And just give a certificate to a restaurant that is still open.
0: <laughs> which I appreciate this time. <laughs> there better be some money on that card, though. Let well, I me mean, guess. You gave <laughs> me a, a card of this paper. time to a restaurant that's open, but no money on no the card. Money. Hey, let's get into our pick six to wrap up the hour. Oh, crap. We got two minutes. Yes.
1: Okay. You got yours ready? Uh, Yeah, I do. All right. I'll let you go first. Even though I won last week, I'll let you go first. Yeah, this is, is that birthday. five
0: weeks in a row, by the way?
1: Uh, it's a long streak. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's about... All right. Uh, the Patriots play the Lions tonight. In fact, they are uh, already underway. Underway, yeah. In preseason football is here. Uh, New England by seven and a half over under.
1: Patriots by seven and a
0: half over Detroit at Detroit. Um,
1: I'll take over.
0: I will take the. I'll take the over. Yeah, me too. Uh, let's see. Uh. Drew Brees, New Orleans, uh, hosts Minnesota on Friday, tomorrow night. Uh, does Drew Brees throw for 75.5 yards? Uh, I'll take the over. I'll take the under. Okay. And Los Angeles at Oakland, does Todd Gurley have 52.5 rushing yards, over, under?
1: 52.5? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say over.
0: I'm going to say under.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, speaking of the Rams and the Raiders. Yes. Raiders by four and a half.
0: Ooh, good line. Under.
1: Okay, I'm going to take the over. Will Drew Brees throw a touchdown? Yes. I'm going to say no. And then the Braves are at the Marlins this I weekend. I hate this stuff. Braves by two and a half. Yes. So you, over or over, under?
0: Sorry, over, over, sorry.
1: I'm going to take the under.
0: Really? Man, you really, you do feel bad for me not winning a lot. You guess you're just like sympathy votes here.
1: So, so, <laughs> Y'all, you're taking the Marlins over the Braves? That's... The, The Patriots versus the Lions. Patriots by seven and a half. This is getting embarrassing. Drew Brees, 75 and a half yards. I said over. You said under. Todd Gurley will rush for 52 and a half yards. I said over. You said under. Raiders by four and a half. You took the under. I took the over. Drew Brees will throw up for a touchdown, yes or no? I said no. You said yes. And then the Braves at the Marlins. You took the over on the Braves by two and a half. I went under.
0: I swear! Now you're just trying to purposely lose.
1: Uh, happy birthday, AJ! All right, can hope we move on it, with life? I hope you have, have a, a good night and yes. uh, more people hit you up on Twitter at AJ Salvi. Stop already.
0: Damn.